This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 83, The Future of the Show. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. If we ever had a giant shareholders meeting right. for Space Cats Peace Turtles, what would... What would be our celebrity guest? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Who would <laughs> who would play the Space Cats Peace Turtles like concert, shareholders uh-huh. meeting concert? Because sure. it's always somebody really lame that like is worth a lot of money, but is well past their prime. Not to like make any enemies here, but I remember... Uh, like maybe four or five years ago, Walmart uh, Walmart had their big shareholders meeting in Arkansas, which is of course where we're from, and they had Will Smith perform. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that Will, Will Smith is Isn't great, <laughs> yeah, or that he's not a talented uh, man, but uh, this was like four years ago, and yeah. it was. It just—I don't. It just seemed odd. It's a weird it just seemed time like, for him. It just seemed like Will Smith on the Venn diagram of how expensive is he to how thirsty is he to put on a good show yeah. was at a very <laughs> weird place in that Venn diagram. In that he was probably very expensive and probably had not done a show in a long time, nor really had anything to lose. It's—it's it's sort of like how you know how. For for the past, I don't even know how many years, the only thing I know that Jay Moore has done is Blizzard convention, like Blizzard shareholders meetings. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that he did that. That's ridiculous. That's the only thing I know about Jay Moore doing for like literally the past maybe five to ten years. Right. Yeah. I remember him hosting uh, Last Comic Standing and yeah. then that's it. That's, that's the, last, it. the last time I ever saw him. <laughs> So this is a very weird way to start this episode, but I think both me and you are kind of nervous, Yeah, I'm uh, which is kind of a different uh, energy for us to cut. I don't think we've been <laughs> nervous doing this show for a while, Yeah, um, but we kind of have a lot of big, I, I mean, this episode uh, probably will not be very long. Uh, go, no. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that. <laughs> or actually, we say that, but like a lot of times we think an episode is going to be really short and then, and then it ends up being for an hour and a half. very, 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 very long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I feel like uh, it's maybe, uh, I don't know. Like, I just think me and Matt have kind of reached a point where we've been talking about what is this show? Where is this show headed? Like what... Yep. What is is this show ever going to change, or are we going to talk about? I mean, I think the 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 question that was on, uh, I say a lot of people's tongues, but uh, I think in reality it was probably like three people. Yeah. Um, when we started this show, was how are you going to do a show about a single board game? Forever. And that's it, and and, <laughs> and that's and that's all. Um, and I don't. Well, wanna... so far, yeah, we've done we've done it by changing up. We we do what we call arcs. Essentially, we don't like mean to do arcs, but we kind of fall into new arcs every so often. Yes, yes, right. Yes. And, so the show so... overall takes a focus that has to do with 
the board game, obviously. I mean, everything is through the lens of this one board game, Twilight yes. Imperium. But the show's overall focus as far as energy has been pointed at various topics. Um, and, you know, there was the tournament. There was, um, before that, Strategy just the guides. guides. Yeah, in general. Um, and so we don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we've been in an in-between yeah. season for and, a minute and, uh, now. Every time we're in between, we we lean into stuff like Galactic Council. I've noticed we've mm-hmm. we there's there's certain things that we like know work well, right? Right. You know, certain spe- you know doing doing Space Kitty episodes works. Doing Galactic Council episodes works. Finding components we haven't covered yet, and like let's completely look at that like on its own and break it down. Little breakdowns like that work. But in terms of what was like the next new big wave of episodes really going to be it's it's taken some time to kind of figure out where exactly we want to go in that direction um just just because we want to uh every arc that we've done so far has been something we're very very excited to do so we need to make sure whatever we were doing is that next thing that we're very excited to do so we've been brainstorming a lot of like what's what are we most enjoying doing right now and that we can keep pushing that forward yeah, yeah, and I think we should start maybe uh, of all the things we could talk about uh, as far as where the show is headed next. I think we should talk with the thing that I feel like you, as the listener, are going to be most comfortable with, uh, yeah. which is al- also something that we've teased for a while. Um, it is time to revisit the seventeen factions of Twilight Imperium yep. and get a a kind of final word as far as the show is concerned um, about each of the factions um right i think our first round strategy guides uh were overall a successful project uh yeah. that had a lot of misfires and uh there were lots of things that made it well, into the episodes that were not perfect right they're defined by the fact that we were learning the game as we went with them. yes, yes. so the early guides we understood more about the entirety of the game later on than we did in the early episodes and the early episodes we you know we i would say we had it's like how do you know exactly how extra works when you had when we hadn't even like fully realized the power of soul and infantry in general yes right yes, it yes. took the soul episode for us to be like oh whoa wait we've just completely like cracked the code for ourselves on infantry mm-hmm. that makes us have to reevaluate the importance of Arborek and Extra and lots of things like that. Like so so all these things were kind of we were redefining these factions with each new guide. Um and now that we've done all the guides and now that we've done a tournament where we've seen many other people play as them, we want to revisit those guides with all of that information in tow. Um but the biggest thing for that means we want it to be very comprehensive, right? Yes. These guides are are meant to be like you were saying, the final word. We're we're really excited to dig super deep into these uh into these factions and and have an episode that is a resource for everyone in perpetuity right like it's just like you should be able to listen to our guide and there should be nothing left unsaid well and I'll, and, and also i kind of want to make a distinction that i think if if we could redo that arc of the like if i could literally step into a time machine and go back to when we started doing the strategy guides, what I would have uh, labeled them as instead of uh, first round strategy guides. That uh, eventually the idea of focusing so much on the first round, uh, I feel like has become a bit of a misnomer. Yeah. Um, in that it's its importance, 
I think has less to do with the specific faction that you have and more to do with the situation you find yourself in. And those things are not very like easily fit into uh, a strategy guide. But um, if I could have relabeled those, I think I would have called them beginner's guides because we were essentially basically beginners with these factions uh, trying to play them each a lot uh, get a good kind of general overview and deliver that to you in in the show. Um, right. And and when I say uh, beginner, I'm not trying to say that, you know, we we labored over those. We right. labored over them so much. Right. But um, there is no way for Twilight Imperium to come out and us be able to have done what we did without it being somewhat general and uh not a hundred percent accurate but now it's we've had a lot of time with this game and better than that um the audience has given us a lot of perspective on this game and how it functions and how the factions all work together and what it looks like to play this game at a very very high level and what we want to do is just communicate that to you right and it's also not just about the highest level right it's it's the fact that we've seen many different players from all different skill levels and different styles play these factions and so now we have a better idea of how to look at them when we were doing the original guides we were basically doing them from our own perspective and that's all we could honestly offer was this is, you know, we, we, Hunter and I split up the factions based on knowing our own play styles and preferences. And that's what those guides were, were written based on was like, I know I'm going to like a Mentac thing and I, and I can kind of already write the guide without having played them, playing them just helps me reinforce some points. Mm-hmm. Now it's more about how does men, how should Mentac work for everyone? If you are wanting to try out Mentac, what are all the things you should know from the beginner level to the expert level and just, yeah, everything in between. Uh, is is the kind of stuff I'm gonna want to to touch on in these guides? It's just sort of like super comprehensive, cover everything, cover all the bases, and and be able to offer up that yeah, that like here is the expert take on right each faction. Right. But at the same time, uh, I think that uh, the process of doing that is uh, it's gonna take a lot of time. I mean, I think we're right. we're talking about an arc of the show that will uh, take probably longer than it took for us to do um, the original guides because our plan this time is to take our time with them, which kind of leads to a problem of, well, if the show is only going to have these big strategy guide drops, like, you know, not, not, you know, there were times when we did it the first time that you would get, several strategy guides in a month. I don't even know how we did that, but we did do that. Um, And I think that's what I think actually the reason that it's like that is now us having to be like, well, we probably need to go fix a lot of things um, (laughs) because we were pushing out too many strategy guides too quickly. Yeah. Um, But I want this show to still have a feeling of discovery and of, of newness to it. Uh, I don't want us to just retread old ground for the next year so what is that there has to be some sort of i think compromise that we can kind of make and kind of give you both a in-depth um very developed look at a game that we all know and love and understand but also 
give you something new. Something new. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of the big leap that what that's what's made us nervous at the beginning of this episode is we we want to start bringing up the idea of what could what could the next board game be for Space Cats Peace Turtles. Right. And and that's not that's not to say out with the old and with the new. That's to say the way I think about it in my mind is I look at the TI content we want to keep doing as like, I want it to be of the highest caliber we can possibly do. And all, even if it's not a strategy guide, all of it, I want to be really, really sat down and thought out. But like Hunter's saying, there still needs to be some discovery. We're not discovering TI anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's why a new game feels important to us so that we can do both. Right. We want this show to start taking on the air of like, you're going to get really expert level TI stuff while also learning a new game maybe with us right? and and us offering the same thing we offered in the first six months to a year of this show with TI, which is us getting the first times we're getting to play it and working through everything and seeing what works and what doesn't and being wrong sometimes and having ourselves be corrected and finding common ground with the listenership to then all come together and and you know reach a, a higher understanding of of a game if you think about what makes this show uh special uh to us uh and what makes it different from other shows is that we are like a fan show we are we are a show mm-hmm. that that loves this one uh board game and we're we are a deep dive show we're not like yeah we're not two guys sitting around pretending that we're like journalists talking right. about talking critically about game after game, just trying to get you to uh, to buy stuff or be interested. And I'm making it sound like those shows are bad. They're not that they're not bad, but but we are doing something different. Right. Um, and I think that what we are doing can be expanded to cover more ground. Yeah. Um, and that's that, what excites me the most yes. about this this thought is is that's that's what we've routinely enjoyed about our own show and have been told by others is what they enjoy about it is that we really dig deep into the game because that's why we play strategy games at the end of the day, right? right. Is it's not to just have a glancing blow at the game and be like, "Oh, that was a that seemed like it was cool strategy." It's like, "No, no, no." When people play these big strategy games, it's because they want to sit there and think about it for days before the game even starts. And then they want to play the game on a Saturday. When they finish it, they want to think about what they did right and what they did wrong and revisit it and apply all of that to next time they play. That, that's right. the type of players Hunter and I are. Are like We like to play one game over and over and over again until we really feel like we get it and... So that's that's why we want the show to go in that direction is we, we want to just do that same thing again with with diving deep into a new game and and put the Space Cats Peace Turtles uh, style onto something new and kind of broaden our own horizons a bit and, and hopefully bring in new people. I mean, there's if, if we bring in a new game, there's going to be fans that we haven't ever talked to uh, that they're going to be able to offer us a lot of advice and opinion that is mm-hmm. going to be important to have. I think uh, there is kind of a culture of strategy games that um, I feel like 
does not only have to do with Twilight Imperium, but has to do with um, games that have a high level of complexity that are very rewarding to play over time that basically no no one is equipped to to cover them properly. I mean, like, think about an outlet like uh, Shut Up and Sit Down, uh, who I, I me and Matt have name-dropped on the show uh, pretty frequently. Yeah. I, I think we're both uh, very big fans and, and have been a huge inspiration to us. But I think part of the reason that we started this show was that their format is let's talk about this game for a minute. Uh, and by a minute, I mean, literally like, you know, 30 yeah. minutes, 45 <laughs> minutes. And right. then we're done. And we were just kind of like with Twilight Imperium, it was like, there's just got to be more to say right. about it. Right. And turns out there was, was a lot <laughs> like, yeah, eight, 83 hours. And that's actually a very low estimate. It would be like more like 160 Ooh. hours probably yeah. of stuff to say about twilight imperium but twilight imperium is not alone in this uh exactly in this quality uh and i think from talking to a lot of the people that listen to the show we've learned that there are a lot of games that kind of fit this bill now that yeah. does not mean that we are taking it i think the thing that me and matt are both very nervous about is the big question right now at this point is what is that game yeah. going to be um, uh, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't know. Um, and essentially what, what I'm trying to say is that, uh, from now on the show will maybe have multiple arcs going at once. Yeah. Um, one of those arcs that we're committing to right now today is, uh, a, a fresh look at all 17 factions of the, of Twilight Imperium fourth edition, um, where we try and and really sum things up and and give a very uh, hard developed look, um, a last round strategy guide, if you will. <laughs> right. um, and then the other commitment is to have an arc of the show where we are looking at a new game and giving you a kind of beginner's guide to that game. We're not yep. going to pick up a new game and just pretend that we're experts uh, no. in it because that that won't really be the case. Um, right. I I feel like it's now time for us to maybe talk about the the Patreon. Like what what does this th stuff mean? Yeah, like what does this mean in in, yeah. in ter and I also it became an interview where I'm asking you a question. Yeah. But <laughs> but Matt, if you could tell us how what does this have to do with the Patreon? How is this all going to be integrated together at this point? Right. People are, you know, involved in our Patreon and they understand that that yields certain benefits that right. all have to do with Twilight Imperium. So if the right. show includes anything besides Twilight Imperium, what does that mean? Well, what's great about it and what's honestly the most exciting part of it is that it, it only widens the scope of the Patreon and it gives you more things that you can do. Um, so if we want to, we can even break down kind of what all the different roles of the Patreon are going to do, but more, more than anything, the, the idea of the Patreon now is helping cultivate what topics of TI we want to talk about, but also cultivating what game we're going to play and what topics in that game right. are and, we going to cover. And I think we should be specific here at, at this point and say that starting in June um, and going through July, if you are a part of our Patreon or if you 
are are joining the Patreon for the first time, regardless of what level you're at, if you're a, a yeah. dollar donor or all the way up to Space Kitty, um, you will get to vote in a poll determining what the new game will be that we are going to add to the the first game that we actually add to the space cats repertoire we don't even know if we'll ever do it again you know what i mean for all we know we're scared right now because we're afraid you're all going to be like oh well we hate this idea we don't want you to talk about anything but twilight imperium but like we we've gotten plenty of messages over the past that people say they wish we would talk about more games so i feel pretty confident that i think you'll all be excited to vote on this and yeah so if you're a part of the patreon or want to join the patreon in june or july to get in on this you can help determine the future of the show and determine what game we start embarking on next right and and then the current games we have as options uh for yeah. this poll uh there we me and matt talked about this for a while um and we have been influenced by a lot of things that other people have said um there's kind of a very general logic to each of our choices uh, but I think you'll be pleased with the overall result. Uh, here, I'll just yeah. get to it. So our first option um, kind of stays in the Fantasy Flight family uh, of games uh, and is something that we just hear a lot of people talk about all the time. And it's yeah. something that me and Matt uh, have experienced playing, but we have not played this particular version of the game. And that would be the Game of Thrones board game, uh, Mother of Dragons uh, expansion. Right. Uh, specifically Which, that setup of the game yeah if you don't know it was a, an expansion that released last year and it ups the player count uh, to eight but it also like pretty fundamentally changed the game to become even more like ti i mean it introduced right. in, in in originally in in game of thrones board game you had influence that worked sort of like trade goods except for you couldn't actually trade them you just gained them and then could use them for different things but but Mother of Dragons allows you to trade these things. So now there's like this whole economy of the game that never existed before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it just expanded the scope of the game. And we thought about just doing Game of Thrones, the board game. But like, that's an old game. Mother of Dragons is the hot new item. And we want to play it. <laughs> we, right. we really would like to play that game. Right. So why not just go ahead and jump right into it and treat that like the the new norm? And it's interesting to be uh, to be throwing this out, what, just like two days after... Uh, Game of Thrones, the show has ended. Yeah. But I think the idea here is if you liked the show, oh, fun. Well, listen to us ha- play with plastic and pretend yeah. more of the show. And if you didn't like it, well, the board game's more based off the books anyway. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> if- it'll, it'll be a show completely dedicated to me reinvesting my time and energy away from the show and into the books and just pretending that it- some things never happen. Right. And yeah. and in a way, on an emotional <laughs> level, this will be the most difficult choice for Matt um, if, if you choose this one. So obviously, it's my favorite choice. Matt, what is our second choice for the... The uh, for second the- one is uh, one I'm super interested in, but neither of us have ever touched it or, or hardly know anything about it beyond the basic concept of it. But... I am very, very interested in hearing more and trying out the game Root, which yes. came out pretty. Re- it's, a, it's a pretty new game, and I think there's even only, there's maybe one expansion that got released shortly after. But regardless, uh, Root is like a asymmetrical game uh, where every faction is is vastly different, way more than even in Ti. Ti, mm-hmm. you have some different abilities, but in Root, your goals for the game differ depending on which faction you're playing and and what the way you play the game changes based on what faction you're playing. And that just seems 
ripe for the kind of stuff Hunter and I like looking into. I mean, the, the idea of doing faction guides for something like Root is just it, it blows my mind. What what would be possible? Because you right. have to completely with each faction guide, you're basically talking about a new game that you have to analyze right. and re right. restructure your thinking around, which just sounds very very fun to me. Um, it's also an adorable game, and I would love to live in that little world for. For quite a while. Yeah, I love the art style of the game. Um, I feel like this this spot for me on the poll just represents a game that I know almost nothing about, honestly. Yeah. It would um, be true discovery. Yeah. So this one is, I think, the the risky play that I think if a lot of you uh, out there listening to this already love this game, then maybe this is the right one. I honestly, this is the scariest one <laughs> for me because... Yeah. I know all I know really is that I love the art style and I love everything I've heard about it, but I I have not touched it and I have not seen it in person, which is yeah. wild. It would be the biggest jump for us to to get into that one. It's almost yeah. the opposite of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, out of everything else on our list, we've played a decent amount of Game of Thrones. Myself yeah. especially, I've, right. I've played a lot of Game of Thrones for a while. Um, so that would not be a hard thing to transition into at all. Root right. would be quite a quite a jump. Uh, for us, but one that excites me to try. Yeah, I I I think this is the uh, the the wild pick, uh, and I I mean obviously I'm I'm excited with everything we've we've put out here as an option, uh, and I will probably be excited pretty much for uh, to add anything to the yep. ecosystem of this show. Um, but this this one seems like the the most ambitious pick. Um, I want to go ahead and talk about the next one. Um, we wanted, uh, I'll talk about the logic of this next pick first before I even announce what it is, but we wanted there to be an option of a game that was classic, that was not yeah. the hot new thing, um, right. that was something that people play and have been playing and will be playing for hundreds of years. Um, and, and that's a quite a bold statement. I think about it, but anyways, we decided to throw diplomacy on the list. Um, yeah. Diplomacy is interesting to me because, uh, like you're saying, it's classic, which means we would be stepping in as little babies. Yes. Into this. It would truly be a beginner's diplomacy. Yeah. They would, they would be crushing us. This would be where the errata is like three-fourths of every single episode because we would say things and then we would get millions of messages because right. we have millions right. of people listening, right? No, but we have lots of people that would be getting back to us like, hey, you're completely dead wrong. And I know because I've been playing Diplomacy since the 80s, you idiot. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is the one I'm probably the most afraid of just from a social aspect and like what it will do to my ego. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think Diplomacy is very well-trod ground uh, and... Yeah, we we will we will definitely have to lean on uh, us being like, well, I mean, we are podcasters, you know what I mean? Right, We're right. podcasters first, uh, diplomacy experts uh, fourth. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, the I think diplomacy. I of all the like kind of classic games, I think this is the one that most excites me. Uh, I played diplomacy a lot. Uh, in high school, I say a lot. I just mean like a handful of times, uh, sure. and always really, really loved it. And it it also has connections to Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, and and I yeah, I mean, I think that this would be uh, a very intimidating choice, uh, sort of like how Root was, but for very different reasons. Being yeah. that we are going to be children, 
but this what, is the game. What I enjoy about that is the, the sort of secret to, to Space Cats has always been the errata portion of it. Of course. And it's the, it's and when we're doing guides, it's not like we're even pulling all of our information out of nowhere. We're reading Reddit threads. We're reading Board Game Geek threads. We're building our opinion based on what people are saying in addition to playing and developing our own opinions. With diplomacy, that just means there's essays upon essays upon forum po- i mean there's just so much material out there for us to digest this would become like we would have homework every week to sit down and, and research and and learn things about diplomacy that have been talked about for a long time so we would just be inserting ourselves into that conversation right right which is what really excites me about the idea of diplomacy i think diplomacy would be a very fun one to tackle first outside of twilight imperium because I feel like if we felt like we had a very strong handle on diplomacy, then we could do uh, anything. yeah, we're we're like we're, we're we would be wizards, basically. <laughs> uh, and the last one here is probably the 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 most out of the blue for me, uh, which is Star Trek Ascendancy. And really, the only reason we tossed it on the list is because a long time ago we were talking about uh, three player games in an episode, and we mentioned just like. What are great three-player games? Because we never, I, I just never see games that are like perfect at three players. Ti is kind of weird at three players. Game of Thrones barely works at all at three players. What are great three-player games? And by a huge margin, everybody said Star Trek Ascendancy is awesome mm-hmm. at three players, mm-hmm. and that it's great at all player counts. But like that three really does specifically work for it as well, and that has just always intrigued me. So Star Trek and Ascendancy since that point has been something I want to play. Um, and want to learn about because I, I just think that seems really uh, accessible and good. And it also, hey, space theme, that helps. That's a right. nice transition. It's, <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's the closest to, you know, it's a science fiction game with variable faction abilities. Like it's it's within the wheelhouse, but it's not Cosmic Encounter because yeah. I just don't know how you could make a show about Cosmic Encounter. <laughs> I, like, I, like honestly, I think Cosmic Encounter would be in that spot if yeah. not for the fact that like, you can't, you it's can't really. impossible. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't even know how, I, mean, I love Cosmic Encounter, but I, but I you have can't, no idea how you You can't would. develop strategy guides for Cosmic Encounter. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like in you developing the strategy is like what the whole game is because you're just kind of, right. as you go, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I actually feel like if somebody made a really good show about Cosmic Encounter, they would ruin the game for themselves, right. basically. <laughs> um, completely. So- so yeah, instead, Star Trek Ascendancy just seems like, and and this is also replacing things like Eclipse. Yeah. Eclipse is a space game that always gets compared, but Eclipse is, is a Euro game to me, uh, more or less. I mean, obviously, uh, maybe some Eclipse players would take offense to that, but but just Eclipse doesn't strike the same, um, you know, chords that, also, that things like Ti does. Eclipse is kind of in an interesting spot right now of being like in between versions right, of the game. Right, that's true. Um, otherwise, I think we would probably consider. Uh, yeah. Eclipse. If second um, edition was fully out, we would probably be a little bit more willing to ta- tack that on the list. Yeah, and I'll I'll throw that up to. I, I realize there's probably a large portion of the audience right now that is like, oh, Eclipse. Why not do Eclipse? Do Eclipse. Yeah. Uh, it's the most common board game that people relate to Twilight Imperium. Uh, but the timing feels wrong. Maybe. Yeah. When this happens again, I don't know. And if it does happen, I mean, I, honestly, we me and no Matt, idea. me and Matt, right now have absolutely no idea. And I would, <laughs> I would like everyone to appreciate how scared we are right now, uh, <laughs> in just throwing this out there. Which brings me to my next point, which is that there are going to be five games uh, on the poll, but we've only listed four. 
Me yeah. and Matt have have curated these four to cover ground where we feel like we would probably be happy with any of them. Um, and they all kind of do something different for us uh, and cover a different base. There will be one more game uh, on the poll. Now, this is coming out the like, you know, right now. Actually, we're this is probably coming <laughs> out the same. And then putting it we're, out. <laughs> we're recording and then putting this out. So this is if you're listening to this like the second it dropped, this is real fresh. Um, <laughs> and what I need you to do is get on our Discord right now it's and like screaming and start screaming and telling us what game belongs in this fifth spot. Yeah. Uh, even though it might seem kind of silly to like, oh, we're doing like a big poll. Um, and then we're also like doing a poll for a game to put on the poll. Sounds like that game to put on the poll might win because people already voted for it. Yeah. Um, regardless, what what I'm trying to say is in this small amount of time you have before June 1st, uh, if you get on the internet and yell at us in the myriad of ways that you can, we will take that into consideration. All you have to do is throw out your game. Um, if it's a game that there's no way we would ever do it, we will just, we won't even say anything. We'll just politely just like kind of not, uh, yeah. not deal with it. But I want to know what you guys think. I want to know what game you all feel belongs uh, on right. this poll, basically. Yeah. I mean, really, it just comes down to, like, what is your other favorite strategy game? And plead the case. Tell us why it's your favorite and, and let us know why we should start start covering it. But so the the, the last kind of thing then to cover with all this is by, by the end of this process, we'll have a new game. And I want to dig a little bit pretty quickly uh, deeper into what the Patreon looks like with this new game mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. a part of it. Uh, and, and this is something we'll learn more about over time as we discover our new game but uh let's just quickly go over the the levels and and hit up what what each one's doing so we've already covered that the the patreoners our one dollar subscribers are going to be able to vote on that next game during the portion of june and july um what we're also going to start trying to do uh is we want to start doing q a's with our with our patrons Mm -hmm. um ideally you know once a month or or more or whatever but but doing doing a sit down time where uh it's just an open discussion basically open errata rather than like taking errata questions from reddit and whatnot uh and posting them in like the next week's episode we kind of just want to do a time where we can sit down and and pick things apart especially because things like the fact that we're spacing out these updated guides for ti means like getting really really specific information on ti might be a little bit more spaced out than normal and we don't want anyone to feel like they're missing out on their weekly dose or, right. or whatever. So, right. so being able to jump on a Q and A and be like, "Hey, uh, it sounds like you guys are working on the Nalu guide. How's it going?" And right. and we'll talk about that in the Q and A sessions. Uh, that that's something that Hunter and I really want to want to start doing. Um, the galactic. I, I, I also ahead. think of those Q and A um, episodes as an opportunity for us to get a little off topicy. Yeah. Um, and like, if you're just interested in hearing us talk about whatever, um, that I think is an opportunity to start sort of introducing that into right. the ecosystem of this project, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is the Galactic Council, $5. Uh, and this has always been, you vote on episode topics, right? And that's not going to change, uh, more or less. It'll widen. It can widen to the new game. Uh, we'll start putting out ideas for episodes for the new game, but the Galactic Council has always been best at 
giving us ideas for these special topics. Yes. Uh, the the expansion wish list was a special top was a, a Galactic Council action cards was a Galactic Council thing. Doing the units like uh, composition fleet composition episode that was a Galactic Council ideas and those have always been really great episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we want to just keep doing that because the the Galactic Council is always really good at finding something that is something Hunter and I maybe haven't thought of talking about because either it seems uh, it, it seems rudimentary. I think there's been a number of episodes that when we first had the idea, we were like, I don't know what we're supposed to say about that. And then as we develop it, it's like, oh, oh, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot that we can talk about with that. Right, and it always right. takes that reminder from the Galactic Council of like there are topics that are worth breaking down uh, at, a, at a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to keep doing that, but we're going to extend it to whatever the new game is as well. Right. Right. So it, it'll be all about if you're a galactic counselor, you're voting and then also proposing new supplementary episodes, basically, yeah. to go along with Twilight Imperium as as we have been, but also whatever uh, whatever the new game is. So, I mean, and I think I think whatever the if the galactic council is feeling so essentially the galactic council episode every month will be an optional like it could be another Twilight Imperium thing like you guys will get to kind of drive that boat as far as like how much you want this to stay about being about twilight imperium every single month and how much you're interested in uh new new things new topics so i mean that 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 part is still very much up to you guys and that that ideally will continue to be one episode per month so right right uh and so then next up is the steve martin fan club the the often i won't say overlooked but you know we don't stream as often as we put out episodes of the podcast so it's it's always been a weird thing with the steve martin fan club and i think they're the ones that are getting the most out of this change i think this this improves the steve martin fan club a lot because uh we still want to keep you a part of our streaming side of things uh but now uh we look at steve martin fan club suggestions as like we'll play anything on stream at this point right like we we just want to be streaming more often and We'll stream TI games. We'll stream the new game. But then we'll also just take suggestions. And it can be literally anything. If you want a night of uh, a stream of One Night Werewolf, you know I'll do that. Like, I'll, I'll right. jump all over that. Uh, and it can just literally be anything. So I, I think this gives the Steve Martin Fan Club a lot of opportunities to suggest new games and help us learn about all kinds of other games. Uh, and, and if anything, this is the broadest or, well, there's one, the Space Kitties we'll get to, and that's probably the broadest. But Steve Martin Fan Club is is a much wider net now to uh, to catch content with. Yeah, I think I, I want the Steve Martin Fan Club to feel more like you are all just producers for our, our Twitch channel. In that yeah. if you want to see something on, on our uh, Space Cats Peace Turtles Twitch channel, uh, then we're going to do that. Um, and I think we have... Uh, it's it's definitely the one that we have kind of neglected the most. Um, but I want to get back on the schedule of giving the Steve Martin fan club a stream every month. Now that yeah. that means like this month, for example, uh, there there will be a stream, uh, which we, yeah. we should probably talk about a little bit. But it's not yeah. necessarily a Steve Martin fan club stream, which yeah. I so, feel like is a little bit cheating. And right. I don't want to do that in the future. What I want to do is start giving the fan club more specific say as to what it is that we're doing with the with the channel definitely basically definitely uh so the next tier is the good yin brotherhood the good yin brotherhood uh is more or less the same except for doubled in scope right 
Uh, we the the GYB doesn't quite apply to anything. Oh, we'll play any game with you uh, because we always see the the Goodian Brotherhood as sort of like where we get to workshop stuff. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm working on a Nalu guide, I'm gonna play some GYB games and work on Nalu. Uh, and this will extend to whatever the new game is. Right. So the, the Gideon Brotherhood will be a mixture of, do you want to play a TI game or do you guys want to get in on a game of the new game? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we'll kind of bounce a little bit back and forth between that, depending on what all the different Gideon Brotherhood members want to do. Right. And finally is the Space Kitties. And this is where... I guess things just get kind of crazy because our philosophy with the Space Kitties has always been you, you are your co-producers. You are a producer of an episode. And for a while, that's been like, you know, what topic of TI do you want to talk about? But now that we're kind of expanding the reach to some new games, I think we both see Space Kitties as kind of like, hey, you know, I don't care. Do do whatever you want. It's your your time to shine. Right. Uh, g- give it to us. Give us, you know, whatever you want to do and we'll do it. Yeah, I I think that uh, the Space Kitty uh, part of the show, like I feel like I have a lot of faith and trust with uh, the Space Kitties we've had thus far. Uh, I really appreciate all of them, and I feel like it's time to just kind of take all the training wheels off of that and just be yeah. like, wh- whatever you think makes sense for this show, let's do that. Like yeah. let's let's let's, and I mean. I, we've just had such a good experience like working with the space kitties on their episodes as well. And not like it's, it's just been a good like creative process to where I feel like it, if, if, if it feels right for the show, let's just do it. Like it, yeah. I, we don't need to put any restrictions on it. So yeah. I think that's, that's from now on will be the philosophy with the space kitty episodes. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that and speaking of streams uh, next week's, episode as well as this coming saturday's uh stream is gonna be a uh, kind of a prelude the stream is gonna be sort of a prelude to a space kitty episode uh yin for life has had this project kind of in the mill for a while and we are mm-hmm. gonna play a game next week and we're we're planning to stream it there's kind of some there, there are details that have to be worked out of exactly the structure of the stream but the game will be streamed and uh, then the episode that follows that stream will be uh, talking about that game. Right. And uh, Hunter, do you want to talk a little bit about what the game is and why all of this had to happen to us? Uh, well, let's, I'll talk about it on an emotional level. Um, so our <laughs> Space Kitty Yin for Life basically uh, wanted to kind of craft a nightmare scenario for me as a Twilight Imperium player uh, in which we are going to play a four-player game, uh, my least favorite player count, and I have to play as the Muat. Um, now, those th- those two things alone would be enough uh, to have it be a bad day, uh, but <laughs> we are also going to be playing on a bogus map designed yeah. by, um, by Billy, Billy uh, and I don't even know what it is yet. In fact, I'm told I won't get to see it until shortly before the game starts. Right. Um, so that's fun. Uh, and uh, the worst fact of all is not only are we trapped in this nightmare scenario, we're trapped in it for a 14 point game instead yes. of a 10 point game. Yes. So it's it will we have to endure that many more hours or whatever it ends up being of of this 
social experiment yin for life is putting us through so if right. you want to if you want to see that which you do i'll tell you that much uh that's going to be this saturday uh we are starting at 11 so hopefully the stream starts at roughly 11 or 11 30 there might be a little bit of setup time but we're, we're kicking the game off at 11 a.m uh central standard time right i um, don't i still don't know what i'm going to do for this game as far as like <laughs> What am I going to lean into or not? Um, it's I really, really never wanted to play the Muat ever again uh, <laughs> after playing them, I think, five or six times in a yeah. row. Uh, and putting together the episode about the Muat was some of the most stressful, creative feelings I've ever had yep. in my life. Um, so... Uh, this is a, one way to spend your money, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be, uh, I, I mean, I hope you can hear the non-comedic <laughs> like feelings <laughs> of stress and not wanting to do this. You know what's hilarious about this is we're, we are announcing this this stream and this episode immediately after saying, like, let's widen what Space Kitties uh -huh. do. Let's, let's yeah. let them find even more ways to make our lives absolutely miserable. Let's well, just really I, let's let it make them just as as involved as they can. Well, I actually think it's remarkable that we've gotten this far into the Space yeah. Kitty practice without there being an episode before this like this. So I I am very comfortable with this uh, as an episode, and I think it was the episode has been designed very smartly by Yin for Life to just be a nightmare for me. So I respect <laughs> it, but I'm not going to lie to you. I am not looking forward to it, but it, it, it is like, you know, it's like if jigsaw paid attention to your life and designed a trap for you specifically, like you'd be like, Oh no, I'm about to die. Cause jigsaw got me. But you'd also kind of be like, wow, jigsaw put a lot of thought into this. This is like, <laughs> you really nailed it. This was all handmade. And right. I appreciate yeah. him, him this, just knowing what, yeah. what I really felt about some things. Right, right. And you just be like, wow, I get the metaphor here. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, also, I, I I really wish we had led the, uh, the episode with this. We probably need to try and lead every episode with this up until Gen Con. Uh, but our, our, hey, our live episode is available and there's still tickets. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of people pick up uh, tickets on, on that first day. But if you are going to Gen Con and you are hearing the sound of my voice, please come to yes. our live episode. Um, there are still plenty of tickets available. Uh, it's going to be a very good time. Uh, it's going to be a funny, goofy episode, and uh, we have such a special, such a special thing planned. Uh, I forget yeah. if we have actually announced it yet. No, actually. we haven't. We uh, haven't. Is it time to do that? Ooh, ooh! I'm afraid of announcing it because there's so much work that has to go into it. I guess um, we could. So let's could do we, it. Uh, so, it? Right, so it. You, want, you clearly want to. I want to. Um, I think it's time to announce what it's going to be, uh, especially because people have tickets to it. And also, I want I want more people to get tickets to it. I want as many people yeah. to see it live as possible. Um, we are going to play. We Okay, but let me start like this. <laughs> Through an anonymous listener um, <laughs> that I think you will probably be able to figure out if you think about it for a minute, um, we were able to get a hold of a copy of the infamous and uh, 
much maligned <laughs> Twilight Imperium RPG that Fantasy Flight published uh, and then very quickly tried to sweep under the rug. Um, and we are going to play that for an episode. We are going to play <laughs> the very bad, not good <laughs> Twilight Imperium RPG. Yeah. And I could not be more happy about that. Yeah, we're going to um, have some some friend guests on the show, some yes. people joining us to be a part of that, some very funny people will be joining us and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really stupid uh and I'm very excited for how stupid it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh if there's uh if there's more you'd like to know about this RPG, it was featured in uh the Shut Up and Sit Down Twilight Imperium documentary called Space Lions. Uh and also uh, Jada Pake's uh, special faction is based off of a piece of art that yep. is in the Twilight Imperium RPG book. So if you've been uh, looking at Jada's faction, the uh, Savages of Simia, Simia, uh, then that art is from the RPG, and uh, it was specifically called out for being crappy. Uh, <laughs> and then Jada Pake went and made a custom faction out of it. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped for the future of the show. I'm pumped for Gen Con. There's a lot going on just this summer in general and going into, you know, the rest of 2019. So uh, if you're excited for all the things that are to come, please rate us on your podcast app of choice uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. A five-star rating goes a long way for visibility for us, and we would much appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at SpaceCatsPod. You can find us on SpaceCats, Peace Turtles uh, on Facebook. You can find us every week with our posts on the Twilight Imperium subreddit. Uh, you can also join our Patreon to start getting in on these new changes uh, in the show. You can join our Discord to be a part of the conversations about what our next game is going to be. Uh and Hunter Donaldson. Oh, yeah. So check me out. Uh, if you like stand-up comedy and you like me and you live in Portland, Oregon, uh, <laughs> please come to Earthquake Hurricane, which is every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, at Ford Food and Drink. Uh, I, you can also see me now every Sunday at Alberta Street Pub uh, hosting a show currently called The Alliance, but it will probably change to a new name now that I am moving in on this new show. Um, but that is at uh, Alberta Street Pub. That starts at 9.30 um, every Sunday. And then on May 25th, you can see me at a very, very good show um, called Becky with the Good Jokes, which is at uh, Funhouse Lounge. At, and that show starts at uh, 9.30 p.m. And also, I should go ahead and let you all know that I am going to be competing in that dumb um, comedy contest that I do every single year. Uh, so if you haven't been listening to the show that long, uh, this this year and every year I try and compete in the um, Portland's Funniest Person Contest, uh, which is uh, at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, I will be performing. I want to go ahead and throw it out there, although it's quite, quite a ways away at this point. Um, I will be performing at Helium on Wednesday, June 19th, starting at 7 o'clock. Uh, and it is an audience vote uh, pr preliminary round. So any any folks coming out to see me uh, would mean a lot. Uh, obviously, uh, hopefully you like me, so you might <laughs> you might be inclined to vote for me. Maybe not. I don't know. Actually, like maybe I'm kind of regretting this now already. Um, <laughs> but uh, that will be at the Helium Comedy Club on Wednesday, June nineteenth at seven o'clock. Um, I believe tickets are. 
$10, but if you call ahead of time and drop my name, you can get them for five. Yeah, and I want to thank some Space Kitties. I want to thank Jimbov, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Billy, T.G. Welch, and probably for the last time ever, I'll thank Yin for Life, but I can't imagine that will be the the tone after next week of how I treat Yin for Life uh, yeah. moving forward. So we'll see we'll see how next week goes. Yeah, Yin for Life, you're in trouble, basically, um, <laughs> because uh, you know what? I... I, I am really upset about next week uh, and what's going to happen on Saturday. Please uh, tune into our Twitch to see that <laughs> see that game uh, because it should be worth something, I guess. Uh, but I I have never felt more like I want to win a game of Twilight Imperium than right. the Saturday game. But I know that it is not possible because <laughs> I am going to, I mean, I'll be my worst enemy in that regardless of whatever Yin does to me or, yeah. or, or you even, it won't matter because I will be so upset yep. the entire time, just even having to play Mua and with two strategy cards, it always just feels so stupid to me <laughs> that I get two strategy cards and that every strategy card gets picked. I will never, ever get over how dumb that makes me feel. It just does. I don't know why. It's because I think it's something I, I get so excited when I'm playing Twilight Imperium and I'm like, okay, what strategy card do I want to pick next round? And, and, and how do I, you know, kind of plan what else everybody else is going to mm-hmm. pick? And uh, a lot of that just it does, doesn't exist. It just goes out the window. It just, cause I'm like, you're just kind of like, well, I mean, everything's going to get picked. So it's really just like, what do I, what primary do I need? And also I'm yeah. going to get two. Like the fact that most of the time when I play four player, I, every round I have a strategy card I don't really need. I just have it. Right. I'm just like, right. well. It's just there in your pocket. I got diplomacy on, and it's round three. I guess but, I'll be forced to use that before I'm allowed to pass. Yeah, I guess I'll have to do that. <laughs> it's just dumb. Uh, and then, what, and then what's I nice gotta... about this game that we're going to no, play. No, shut too up. Is, uh, <laughs> what's what's dumb about it? No, is, no, no, no. You you be quiet, okay? I'm already feeling entitled because I got to <laughs> live through this. Uh, just the fact that I will have, I will be making, I will be playing Muat, which is a faction that I've spent so much time thinking about. Like, how do you get it right? How do you do it right? And I can't ever get it right. And so I'm going to be trying to, you know, really thinking about every decision I'm making. But then also I'll just have an extra strategy card. That'll be so, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be like, oh, I really got to play tight. And then it's like, well, uh, it's round two and I have Imperial as well. So... Well, (laughs) I guess I'll I'll get that secret objective. Oh, great. I can't score that one either. This is my punishment for playing in this game is I have the fourth player is unaligned magi. Oh, right. And I just, yeah, we're not even even playing. What are we supposed to do? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We're, you know what? Actually, I just decided. I think the goal is to, for me to get eliminated. That is. It's either going to be I play my heart out like you like really put my heart and soul and blood and sweat uh-huh. and tears or I just get eliminated. Yeah, just give it all up. Yeah, and I hope um, Magi will have the resources in order to uh, make that happen because that's, I mean, that he, I, he is, he's my only hope, I feel like, because he's a dark man and he would do that. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. 
You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>